You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as it's a Thursday, I'm speaking to Vic Govender from Rand Swiss and also David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. Gentlemen, welcome. We haven't spoken for, for many weeks. Uh, markets have been very active. Just, uh, Viv, since the, uh, the, the holiday period, can you sort of sum up what's going on in markets? There seems to be a lot of jostling for position on, in, in various jurisdictions. Uh, yes, I, I think that markets have come down a bit, especially as some of the optimism about rate cuts, uh, at least since we last spoke, have, has uh, kind of diminished. I mean, we still have pretty optimistic outlooks. I mean, I looked at the most recent uh, forecast. So the market's pricing like almost a 30, 3% to 35% chance of a cut by March, and like you know, it's 95% by the next one. And by the middle of the year, you know, the chance of a rate cut by then is like 99 point something percent. Um, and if you look at what the Fed said, basically, they were just virtually ruling out a cut by you know, the first quarter uh, yesterday. So um, I think the market is, is pretty optimistic, even now that uh, some expectations have been diminished. Uh, but I think that is the uh, defining thing for the last uh, few weeks, at least. Other than like you know, stories like Tesla's uh, you know, compensation package or bailouts by China at the moment. Yeah, David, you're an accountant. The, the audacity of the man to pay himself $56 billion in, oh, in the bonus yes. in 2018 or whenever it was. Obviously, we don't know the full story. Maybe he was taking that money out uh, for uh, corporate or personal tax purposes, or maybe he was investing Investing it in a, in a new venture, for example, the the brain chip that we've all been hearing about over the last three four days. But still, it's an obscene amount of money. Yeah, yeah what I can't understand is he's got an obscene amount of money already. Mm. You know, I think the interest that he gets is probably gets that on a daily basis. You know, so why? You know, what does it mean to him? You know, what is the what is the purpose of drawing that kind of money and annoying them? You know, Buffett used to draw a salary of $100,000 a year. It didn't mean anything to him. You know, I've always set the standards by him as well. And how much, is, how much is much? You know, how much is enough kind of thing? So I don't know. That's why I'd, he's a brilliant man. And, you know, when you dig into Tesla and you see the different elements or aspects of it, it's much more of a... Um, <laughs> development type company. Uh, um, it's you know there, there's so many facets to it, but I mean the man is in self is a, a little nuts. I suppose that's why it's like it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I don't know. I just find him too capricious, too uncertain for my own liking. I just watch. Yeah, so. no, I have a different view on that here because I, I, you can see all about the politics, but I mean, if you do something and you add value enough, you should be rewarded for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you look at when the deal was made, the deal was made when Tesla was worth like fifty million, uh, fifty billion, yeah. sorry. And the and, and he only get paid after fifty six billion if the company went up to six hundred fifteen billion. So effectively increasing the valuation of a company by a thousand three hundred percent, right? And then you, he wasn't able to exercise his assets immediately. He had to wait five years thereafter before he could sell them. So, I mean, if, 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 if David, if you came to me and you said, Rip, give me uh, this, uh, a company here and I will increase the value up, you know, by $600 million and I want a share of that money, uh, you know, if, and if I didn't do it, you get, you get nothing. I would say that's fine. That, that is a, that is a, yeah. a reasonable thing. Yeah. I mean, look, hmm. yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys worth hundreds of billions, I mean, you know, out there, 
but if you add the value to make that say, okay, I did that and therefore it's worthless. Even right now with the company falling in share price, I think it's still worth close to 600 billion. It's still five times the valuation. Uh, look, I have more questions with things like, for instance, he wanted to get 25% of control of a company uh-huh. when he had 25% and sold a chunk and then wants 25% back. I have a problem with that. But uh, the remuneration package, I know it's huge. I mean, I, I saw the stat here that in the year it kind of like fully vested, his remuneration was worth more than the next 200 mm-hmm. highest paid executives added together. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's a bit crazy. But uh, then again, yeah. he also added 600 billion in value. And if you look at people like Sachin Adela, um, you know, Tim Cook to a certain extent, uh, they've added, you know, trillions literally into in such a yeah. case mm-hmm. in value. And they've got in the Chinese share, but you look at someone like Steve Barmer, who's getting, you know, 50, 60 billion in added value. Uh, because of his vested, uh, you know, assets mm, from before Microsoft, when he was, yeah, yeah Microsoft. Mm. When he ran, when he when he ran the company, he had almost no value to the company for the entire period. Mm. But mm. he but he's getting a, a big payout because of uh, such an Adela's payout. Yeah. It, it's a little unfair in that in that in that argument because you know the guy is really adding the value; he's not getting paid. Here, it's 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 it's. I think if you if you made the money, if you did the 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 performance of six hundred billion plus the, yeah. the the performance, yeah, I think you deserve that money. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, you know, we are, I have issues. I don't mind if this is around, um, if we do this around earnings. You know, if you yeah. do it, when you do it around share prices, I mean, it, it's it's such a difficult uh, issue um, yeah. to say we added this or we added that. Um, I, you know, one's got to look at actually what they're actually bringing in in cash and so on. So what you're saying, David, is the performance of the the market capitalization shouldn't be used as the development of the company. You're saying how many cars they sell in in crude terms. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. I I reckon, you know, that's, for me, that's much more of a measure in terms of what cash and that than, than, than market value because market value can go all over the place. We've seen it, you know, and, and in his case, I mean, I don't know what his multiples are trading at now. Um, I'm trying to work out maybe 40s or 50s, um, which might be justified or not. I'm not. I I just think it's sometime obscene. And uh, how much money is you know? You know, I just say how much is enough. So what's he going to do with 55 million? All he's done is annoy people and uh, put his finger up their noses. You know, I say, okay, you can walk <laughs> away from that. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then let's get some. But, 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 yeah, just finally on yeah. the, on this one, please, Viv. Thank you. Yeah, but the danger is that it, it's unlike other CEOs where you could argue that he has no value. Yeah. Musk, Musk is, in, is almost essential for the future operation of Tesla. And in fact, that is one of the things he threatened them with before, that if he doesn't get the his way with the 25%, he will develop like uh, technologies outside of Tesla that he could, that he could develop inside of Tesla. So, for instance, he's, 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 he's threatening not to develop AI inside of Tesla. Now, you know, if, if I like in some cases where you can say, okay, this person is doing something, and if you don't pay them, it's, it's not going to affect your company. It doesn't add value. If Musk decides to develop AI at, uh, say, X, for instance, or at uh, Neuralink, or who knows, even SpaceX, I mean, that's another $100 plus billion, $200 billion valued company, uh, the Tesla shareholders would lose way more 
uh, then the 56 billion. And what really gets me about this is, and this is the thing that I think is irritating here, it's that the person that filed this particular uh, lawsuit had has nine, nine shares. shares of Tesla. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, this, and this is against a motion that was passed with 80% of shareholders voting yes on the, on the, on the motion for the, the compensation package. Hmm. And apparently... If you look at what's happened here, is it's uh, this particular judge is the same judge that ruled against Musk for Twitter as well. Mm. So there's something here, and the people that are driving this are the lawyers, and there's a suspicion that the law, lawyers for this particular lawsuit, which apparently only had like a week of trial, could be paid in excess of like four to five billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's likely to happen here is this. Tesla is going to have to cave to Musk. They can't let him go. He's too important to the company. The company won't exist without him, quite frankly, at the moment. And it definitely is added value. So they're going to either basically win this case at appeal or end up paying him some other way uh, with a more legitimate uh, you know, authorization process, the same amount of money. The only thing that's going to happen here is that the lawyer's fees, which are likely to get into the billions or possibly could get into the billions or at least into the several hundred millions, is going to be paid by Tesla, the company, from share, which is affected the shareholders anyway. So this whole thing doesn't really like benefit the shareholders of Tesla in any way. Uh, that's just my belief. I think, what you've, what you, what, I think what you've taught me as well as probably David, David's got a little bit of a thing against Elon Musk. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he doesn't deny that he's a brilliant uh, visionary. On the other hand, when yeah. he goes up on stage looking a little bit podgy and starts dancing, that's when you've really got to say oh, it's By the way, remember what I told you about last time we spoke about it, I spoke to you about something after the conversation, and there was a Wall Street Journal that kind of confirmed it, Like a, I think it was last week or the week before that, about uh, his uh, substance use. Um, oh, yes, yeah. you, and you Please said, was, wasn't it you, Viv, that said that he looked as though yes. he'd been at it a bit before the interview? Yes. You know, I, 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 I just come from such a different, you know, I, even when I see when I see executive payments today, it drives me mad. We saw what happened uh, with transaction capital as well. You know, and yeah. yes, these might be built in, but some, down the line, you're really taking shareholders for a ride. You know, you can do what you like with shareholders' money, and that's 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 the what we're getting. This doesn't matter what you've destroyed. It doesn't matter the kind of value you destroyed. You know, that's where I say I just wish there was some kind of balance in the way in in uh, in, in the conduct and values of some of the. Of, of these uh, listed corporations, you know, that's why I say, what is obscene? You know, what is fifty-five million dollars or how much? Billion, how much billion, fifty-six billion, billion. Actually, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, that's crazy. Anyway, I, I right. just uh, whatever. Yeah, you know. exactly. I see lots of I see lots <laughs> of Teslas <laughs> driving around in the Netherlands. It's not, I mean, in in in, in Rand, it's not a trillion rand. It's a trillion rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. What can you do with it? You well, know, it's it's going to make no difference to his lifestyle as well. No, yeah. no. I, I dread to think what happens behind the Musk house close a front door at night. There's all sorts of funny things going on there. Let's get back to the real world now and uh, yeah, just very yeah. briefly comment upon the FOMC. That's the US Federal Reserve's yeah. Open Market Committee, and they decided to not only not cut rates but say. We probably won't in March as well, but, you know, market conditions and, and it'll be data dependent. Bank of England, exactly the same, slavishly following the FOMC. Mm -hmm. So 
The market needed it. I said to Wayne McCurry last night, I said, the market is pricing a Goldilocks scenario from the Fed and they'll come out and they'll say no rate cut, but things are looking good for further. And they didn't quite say that. So the market was vulnerable to the downside. That's it. David, MC Group. I mean, this is a company that we've been talking about so much. And I've oh, always said... Oh, this is your call. Yeah, they're, your they're, call. They're, yeah, they're taking them out. That's but, what you said. This is going to happen. Yes. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, it's on the table now, so um, we'll see where it goes. You know, the, the share price has recovered quite a bit with their new strategy, but I mean, it makes sense. I think I think Canal Plus had a look at it and said, you know, in this is this is not going to cost us a huge amount of money. It opens up the whole of Africa to us. Um, we can make we we're making a lot of French speaking movies already. So, you know, there's always been sense to what you've, ma- you know, maintained that this is, uh, you know, this would, would be what happens down the line. So here it is, and the market's responded to it, 105 rand a share. Um, that's okay, you know. It's decent, so. Yeah, it's up, 28, <laughs> well yeah, it's up um, 28% today, but some of those um, loading up, numbers from uh, Canal Plus Group were, you know, they, they were buying at 110, 15, 120. So, I mean, I know it's a small, yeah. it's an accounting issue, but uh, they, they didn't get it at the at the best price. But anyway, good luck to MC Group. It'd be very interesting to see how that one develops. Viv, uh, retailers, I, I, know you, I, I know you... Just on that, you yeah. know, one's got to decide whether, uh, the, whether it'll be accepted or not. You know, whether... There's, there's something there. Is there more value? But I think it will be. I don't think there'll be any objection to it. Hmm. I mean, uh, you don't want to lose this deal. You know, you might squeeze out a few cents, whatever it is, more than that. I don't think so. You know, I mean, this is, uh, there hasn't been much to get, there hasn't been much joy. The new, their new uh, strategy is, you know, seems okay, but it needs a lot of money. But uh, we'll see, you know. Um, <laughs> Yes, we will see. And good luck to those who had it. Yeah. Yes, okay. Precisely. Viv, the other thing that's, um, that I've been watching, because uh, I'm a frustrated retail analyst, is the retail updates after the peak spending period, yeah. the end of 2023. And, and Viv, you're, you're a shopper. Uh, or, you know, you're an armchair shopper, let's put it that way, because uh, you've mentioned uh, certain retailers and, and certain standards of living and the sort of person that goes to one shop versus another. Some fairly good numbers coming out, Viv. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. But, but I remember thinking, uh, like, obviously, like we all are of the group that can remember 2008. And I remember looking at the, the Christmas period in 2008 when the world was collapsing and everything was going crazy and being amazed that South Africans were still buying. And South Africans seem to be unable to not buy over Christmas. It's it's uh, it really is an amazing kind of feature of the country. Uh, that being said, I mean you're looking at um, you know the, re- the whole retail sector as, as a whole. Uh, I don't know how long it continues. I mean we had half a percent growth last year. I think the re- most recent forecast for 2024 is one percent in growth rates. Uh, and well, the population is growing faster than that, so the average person is getting poorer. I saw these results from uh, a recent survey out there that apparently BMW is selling half as many cars now as it did 10 years ago. Uh, we saw home prices in oh. South Africa, oh. uh, I think for the third quarter, for like 14.7% for people between, or for valuations between five and a half to seven and a half million, it's not about there. So double, for anything basically more than about two and a half million rounds, the, the floor was about double digits, basically 10% plus for everything, you know, of a reasonably uh, you know, high level. 
So, I mean, you try and make sense of this thing. It's uh, People still seem to be spending when, you know, Rome is burning. There's so, much, is burning. There's so much uh, pressure at that time of year to, to, to buy stuff, Viv. And I think it's almost not the, like the last days of Rome, but uh, people have said, look, I've got a bit left. I saved a bit over the lockdown period. Let's just go out and splurge. I don't know if that's a factor. It is in some countries, maybe not South Africa. But, yeah, well, well done to them. I'd like to see the quarterly updates in three months' time to see what's happened post-Christmas. Uh, a little more skeptical. Mm. I'm more skeptical because I've been watching the volume and volumes are going down. So you're inflationary. So with inflation, of course, you charge a little more for your product, but less are sold. And this is coming through in the apparel retailers and it's coming through very strongly in in the actual um, supermarkets. So that to me is a worrying trend because it shows yes, people are spending but buying less and particularly when it comes to food. And that's a kind of trend and uh, I watch for that because that, you know, in, a, in an economy that's growing 1.3%, you can't expand businesses. The only way ShopRite can do anything or any of these companies is to steal somebody else's uh, share. That's yeah. the only way you expand. You're not, there's not an organic expansion. The cake's not getting bigger. It's kind of staying the same. In fact, shrinking. And uh, if, if you increase, you know, Pepco will say we've increased our market share. Yeah, well, you've taken away from some of the mom and pop stores that used to be there, particularly, you know, the in, in, in some of the smaller towns who used to sell school shoes or something like that. They're out of business and Pepco's making, uh, uh, you know, making gains at their expense. So, but volume-wise, if you look at the retail, if you look at the grocers, you'll see actually a falling trend in demand in the number of goods. You know, the the amount of goods sold. So I, I you know, I, I I remain very cautious about the South African economy. Okay, Viv, I'm going to give some numbers now, the spot prices, but I want you to just uh, get ready with your Neuralink ideas because you absorb <laughs> you you absorb every freaky freaky AI story, and I think it's a great one. I'll give an introduction later, but anyway. And also Zuckerberg and the other social media chiefs that were given the mm. grilling mm. of a lifetime yeah. yesterday. And I was even I was squirming when some particular senator or something had a go at Zuckerberg. I mean, he was brutal. But anyway, let's get back to the markets. Because the dollar rand is 1864. The British pound against the rand is 2360. The euro rand is 2018. Euro dollar 108.25, which is a 0.2% gain for the euro today. Anyway, British pound 126.65. On to commodities, gold price. Yeah, it's bubbling under. Who was I speaking to yesterday? And I said, when it consistently breaks through and holds above 2100, I think you've got another level coming, 2500, 2600, whatever it is. But uh, David and Viv, I don't think you're focused on that sort of thing. But anyway, 2049, the gold price, unchanged from yesterday. Platinum mm. is, gosh, are these figures right? Can you two confirm my platinum screen? Down $58 at 925 down nearly 6%, or is that stuck from from yesterday? Anyway, palladium, nine, uh, 962, down 3%. Actually, looking at Impala's, Impala's share price, maybe that is correct. The platinum, the white metals generally have gone down. Uh, other commodities, more important. Platinum, 917. Yeah. 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 I just looked at platinum 917, Lindsay. Sorry, Thank I you. just I had to kind of take my 
ear off the phone and 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 look down there. And I'm just going to give you palladium as well. Yeah, please do. Just give us percentage moves to the downside, David, if you can. Palladium nine sixty as well. Yeah. So there have been big moves downward on that. Too. Yeah. Just like just the lows here. Yeah, it's slightly disturbing for the South African uh, fisc, essentially, but we'll see. Crude oil, $76.67, that's the West Texas variety, up 1.1%. And Brent crude oil is also up just over 1% to $81.39. US 10-year, that was interesting because it went in the opposite direction uh, to the stock market yesterday. Uh, currently 3.88, the yield on the US 10-year. The South African 10-year bond is 9.73%. That's a, that's a couple of basis points lower on the yield, which is good, higher on the bonds themselves. Bitcoin, since we spoke uh, before the holiday period, has gone through the roof, and it's it's holding. It's uh, just under 43,000. It's down a bit today, but nonetheless, a lot of people clapping their hands about that one. S&P 500 futures, they're slightly higher, which is encouraging. There was no follow-through uh, selling. Now, Viv, uh, we've got to come to you about... Oh, weekly ai update neuralink can you tell me about neuralink is that the next thing i, I don't even have to get up in the morning i can just stick a chip in my ear and and, 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 and talk to things and they'll bring it they'll bring stuff to me and i can watch telly what is it? neuralink is by far i think mark's most ambitious project by far it's not even close uh, i think that if it does work out um the way the world looks 10 years after neuralink works is literally unrecognizable you would not you'd be like a caveman from now like a, a caveman would look at the current world it's how you would look at the world with neuralink working and the reason being is that it changes what it means to be human quite frankly, uh, it would be interfacing your brain directly with a machine, uh, allowing you to you know, communicate at unbelievable speeds with a machine and possibly get feedback. Um, so you're talking about uh, you know, changing just how you interact with the, with the world effectively. Now, they're starting off with uh, basically people that are injured, paralyzed people, uh, initially uh, allowing them to communicate. Uh, it's, if, it, if it works for that thing, yeah, uh, just the simple things. This is the starting process. Once it allows them to communicate, it's going to be relatively easy to make it also allow them to move their muscles. Because all you would need to do is put a bridge between the Neuralink device and uh, at a point in the spinal column. See, they broke the spinal column. And that's why they can't move their body. Uh, you would put a device below the, the point of that break, and then suddenly the part that was you know, no longer communicating with the brain now has a, uh, a radial link with the brain as opposed to a spinal link with the brain. You can you imagine that? Uh, so things like wheelchairs might be a thing of the past, uh, you know, and, and that's just the start. The idea down the line is to uh, have this basically become almost a universal implant for people, uh, affordable uh, as much as, for instance, a LASIK surgery. Um, and if it does work out, like I said, uh, it changes what you must be used, but it also makes you much more productive as a human. Imagine giving any person the ability to have a photographic memory, to have the ability to do calculations at the speed of a computer virtually, to type at, you know, a couple hundred words a minute. Uh, those are the kind of weird things that come along with this. Uh, but like I said, it's very ambitious. Uh, this is the first step. And, you know, who knows if it works or doesn't work. But if it, if it does work out, understand that this is much more impactful than a Tesla or a SpaceX. Okay, so it's, it's developing on, on, a, on a day by day, month by month, year by year basis, the, the whole AI story. Uh, David, the, the, the social media 
Yeah. Other things which we've referenced. Do you think there's any chance that one day people will say, well, you've made a lot of money, but you haven't done what we've said? And there was a horrible example from it, was, wasn't, it wasn't from Larry, it was Senator Graham, it was from somebody who just he said, how can you put this, but if not, just, just go to the content? There was something really weird about an example they used from, from Facebook. Do you think there's any chance as children keep on sadly. Yeah. Um, committing suicide do you think one day mm. people will just say okay you've made your money you close i'm closing you down until something yeah, happens yeah. do you think it's a, a, yeah. a prospect in the future I, well i think that there's going to be a lot more control there's going to be a lot more in that area because i think the impact on young people is so dramatic uh to a point where i don't think we fully comprehend um, what it means, you know, what it is doing to that generation. So I, I say that as a as a grandfather of uh, children from the age of 16 all the way down, you know, when I see the performance, when I see the, even the young kids going straight to telephones, you know, that, mm. that it's almost an obsession to try and keep them away is so difficult and to try and control them is very difficult. I mean, you know, I've got my youngest is uh, three or four years, four years old. I mean, he can handle a phone quite easily. He can get onto any any kind of uh, app he wants. He knows exactly what he's doing, can negotiate his way around that. The other thing that scares me is the how they become absolutely obsessed with it, you yes. know, and how it, you know, it requires an enormous amount of discipline on the half of behalf of parents but you know what we like go to any restaurant viva i don't know you 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 can you know you, you you're probably a father with younger p kids but you go to a restaurant and what do you do you just give your kids the phone or the <laughs> ipad and they sit yeah. there behaved you know while you eat your food or things like that and Mm. Viv, I don't know what goes into their brains. That's the worry, you know, how mm. it influences yeah, them. David, it's very oh. interesting because you say that because there was an interesting chat with a psychologist on the BBC today. So it's changing. They've done studies and, and brain shrinking or brain expanding or certain mm -hmm. areas of the brain doing that. Viv, you're a, a fan. You're, you're both fans of technology. But on the, on the, on the other mm. hand, mm. you have to uh, draw the line somewhere. But Viv, they said mm. it's, it's changing the way that young people's minds develop compared to when the three of us were were, were growing up mm. and he was sort of a, not scathing about it but he was suspicious about it whether it was good or bad for mankind so Viv you're in the AI corner here tell us yeah look I mean I may be a tech uh, fan but I am also a person that doesn't have Facebook Instagram or TikTok uh, on my phone Normally, I, don't yeah. TikTok, I don't have any accounts I, I might I, step uh, to, yeah I might have Twitter once in a while because, I mean, like the news as a news service, I've never been able to understand what the – I seriously cannot understand what Instagram is and what it does, and I cannot understand TikTok. It's literally I'm, – I'm, I'm like one of those people that, you know, grew up with jazz and rock and roll came along, and I didn't understand it. <laughs> I, I'm just <laughs> – I, I, I don't understand why TikTok is, is, is as attractive as a, as a thing. So, yeah, I, that is just one thing to be said. The next thing to be said is that, you know, this is – I think to a certain extent, uh, a false veneer as to why they're arguing about this. The reason they're actually arguing about this is this stuff influences politics. It influences elections. Mm -hmm. And therefore, whoever is able to control and win the social media companies is able to control and win future elections. So yes, they may be talking about kids now. They'll be talking about you know, the impact on children. Uh, but I mean, 
understand that this is a this is a fight about elections, and this is going to be a fight about elections going forward. You are, you you are going to be seeing, uh, you know, more and more pressure on these companies uh, to conform to certain rules and regulations, uh, which you know on the surface may be about safety or for children and whatnot, but deeper down are going to allow uh, you know more control of information and you know more control about whichever party is in charge uh, to you know control what uh, is on social media. Quite frankly, I. I, I think I think you know we've seen it with uh, what's we've seen the impact of um, of this certainly in the problems that we've had in Ukraine, Russia, Israel, all of that. Um, just how it influences and how one can use it, both you know, I, I think mainly in a negative way from both sides. I'm not saying you know we can see what the impact has. We can see what influences people. You know, and how they influence. I think TikTok has much more influence than our traditional media. I was reading an article today. You know, Rob Rose has resigned from the Financial Mail, which is really, yeah. And and one of the reasons is I think that uh, what he alluded to is, and and that was also by um, Alexander, who's the um, the, uh, editor of the Business Day. The newspapers are battling. Mm. You know what I mean? They haven't got, they've got no money. They, their advertising has fallen. Readership has fallen. I know that they've got the online side of it, but it's not raising enough money to give you uh, um, decent journalism. So it's all being replaced by TikTok. You know, the younger generation learns their history from TikTok. That's, that, that's it. Oh, and that's, that's, that's a very dangerous, yeah, it is scary. Very, you know, very it's dangerous. very, very dangerous. So, you know, I mean, they don't know it. And people don't. And this is maybe this is how the world did develop. You know, maybe we can't go back to previous ages and, and see how things did develop. But I mean, it's it's scary because it's so easy to, to you know, falsify the news or give you fake news. You don't know. In fact, we don't even know what true news is. We don't know what the true situation is. In. So, Our news is true. I'm going to give you some true stories as well now. The top five, <laughs> top, the top movers on the JSC today, MC Group, that's yeah, multi-choice, up 27%. Let's call it Bidcorp, up 4.4%. Spa, 3.3% higher. Goldfields, up three and a quarter. And Harmony, another gold uh, counter doing well, up just over 3%. PH Prop, is this an ex-div story? I don't know, but 9% down. Bites down 7%. Impala Platinum down 4.3%. And Italtal down 3.9%. Viv, we have to give David a pat on the back and a, a hearty handshake uh, because it's his anniversary today. He's been working for 55 years, 52 of which were on the... Uh, no, I think... Th- anyway, David, okay, you, you, no. you explain. Congratulations no. anyway. Tell us about your career briefly. It's 52 years. I can't be brief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know about every lunchtime. Just the salient facts, but, you know, it, it, No, it is. I, th- I think what's fascinating is is the, hu- the, the, the changes that I've gone through, both politically and business-wise, you know, how the stock exchange and the economy has transformed from when I joined in 72 to where it is today. I did write an article, and uh, it's it's only over the last thirty years, which coincides with the, you know, the uh, inauguration of Mandela. 
to where we are today. I was trying to look for a silver lining at the end, but the more I engaged, the more I became involved in it, the more I realized how, how things have changed negatively here. You know, I'd, I'd, it was quite scary stuff to go through it. But, uh, but, but um, it's, it's been a massive change. The technology, you know, we used to deal in paper and telegrams. There wasn't <laughs> even direct dialing when I came onto the market. You know, you couldn't dial London. You had to book a call to an operator there. Most of our communication was through telex machines. So, yes. I mean, that's that's seventy-two years. So, Very good. been through a lot. Well, anyway, congratulations, <laughs> Viv. I don't think there's many people that will be born today that will have be able to say in fifty, sixty years' time that they've been with the same company doing the same thing. I just, I just can't see society ever having a sustainable group of people that have had that longevity. What do you think, Viv? Look, I mean, I, I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I was just talking to some of the guys at work today, and I was saying, like some of the younger people, that, you know, people, like working career is generally about 30 to 40 years. That's about it, right? Mm. And if you look at since the end of World War II, you've had about a couple of generations, effectively, of people that have lived through a very particular time in the world where peace in Europe, which has never been the case for thousands of years, quite frankly, before that period. You, from 1945 onwards, you've had peace in Europe. You've never had a period like that in all of human, European history. Um, and you look back and you look at, for instance, the stability in the world, the kind of stuff we've, we've had, the luck we've had. Um, and I think people uh, like David and so on has lived you know, through much of that period. They've been rather fortunate that they've lived in such a, a world that's not just like, you know, stable, but improving for most of his life. Mm. Things are getting better. Unfortunately, the way things are going right now, we can't guarantee that's going to be the same case in 55 years' time. <laughs> no, no, definitely mm. can't. But let's, no. not end, let's, no. let's not end on a sour note. Marcus mm. behaving themselves. David Shapiro is going to celebrate his uh, anniversary uh, this evening. The bird is singing for David in the background there. And yeah, mm -hmm. all's right with the world. David? I have to tell you one thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I just quickly, yeah, I just on. looked at Ferrari up 10%. I looked at their results. Lewis Absolutely Hamilton. stunning. No, it's because Lewis yeah. Hamilton has joined them from Mercedes. That, <laughs> their results are good, yeah. There you are. Very good. Celebration. Yeah, the rich yeah. are getting richer. Viv Governor is from Grand Swiss and David Shapiro is from Assassin <laughs> Securities. And that was the five o'clock mm. shadow. Thanks, gentlemen. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.